0: Well, they'll be doing a bunch of master's content over at thepropsnetwork.com. Appreciate that. Thank you all for listening. We hope you have a wonderful Saturday morning. We can't wait to come back next week and, uh, you know, start talking about what we're seeing at Augusta National. It's going to be a fun week. Stay right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio for more great Saturday morning content. See you. Out!
1: This has been Golf Nut Nation with the Tour Junkies, powered by Boston Scott Golf on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, a Jacob Media Partners presentation.
2: We're the Tour two, two, two,
0: two, two, Junkies. We're the Tour tour We're Tour Junkies.
2: betting radio listen online at 1490 sports betting radio.com
1: AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the Sportsbook. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. You're home with a better network. Live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio and distributed by the Jacob Media Network. It's Extending the Play with John McMullen, powered by PropSwap. PropSwap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. It's your time, South Jersey, and our time on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio for Extending the Play with your host, NFL insider, John McMullen. Today's program is presented locally by the Malamit Law Firm and Remax Real Estate and powered regionally by Bat River Party Poker and Dunkin' Donuts. Now,
3: here's John McMullen. B-A-T-L-E-S-E-R. And another Saturday live inside the Prop Swap Studios on a Saturday edition of Extending the Play on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Rich Quinone is alongside our host, John McMullen, Johnny Mack on this 14th of November, a gorgeous Saturday down the shore. 2020, the Eagles coming off, fresh off a rested bye week, if you will, get set to take on the New York Giants in a game that has, dare I say it, NFC East implications at the highest and the Giants feeling pretty good they should play the Washington football team every single solitary week but it's a big game of course we saw these two teams a couple of weeks ago on that Thursday night the Ingram drop and of course the Eagles came back and won that game uh, 22-21 to down 10 late in that one. Johnny Mack happy Saturday to you my friend
4: uh, good to see you, Rich. And uh it's a great week for you to be here because obviously you're a Giants guy. You you don't hide that affiliation. Two so and it's good. seven.
3: Couldn't 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 feel any better about it's two a, and seven. It,
4: it, it's a good two and seven. <laughs> we were talking off the air. This is a team that play every game close. Yep. You go back, hey, we were just talking about Eagles Giants. It was only three weeks ago, and the Eagles won twenty two twenty one. Doug Peterson admitted during the week, look, they had us beat. It was twenty one ten. Midway through the six minutes left farther than midway through the fourth quarter as you mentioned the Ingram drop we all know what happened from there But the Eagles kind of know they dodged a bullet in that one since that time the Giants lose to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay by two points they they beat Washington by a field goal yep, yep, you know, if you look at their last five losses by a total of 10 points this is a team that is in every game And what I've said is it's a team with a rookie head coach. And, by the way, I think they made the right decision. It's still early, but if I look at Ben McAdoo, I look at Pat Shermer, and I look at Joe Judge, I think they finally got it right. I think he's showing leadership. I think that's the most important part of being a coach in this league, not X's and O's, not scheme. Uh, So I think they got that right. But you have to learn how to win in this league, and they're trying to learn with a rookie head coach and a second-year quarterback. And they're getting more confidence.
3: Yeah, they, they are. And like you said, it's not translating in the wins each and every Sunday. But I think something that should go, uh, you know, n- not unnoticed is how well the defense has played this year. And we were talking about it off the air. For so many years, I've been crushing Dave Gettleman, but Martinez, Logan Ryan... Bradbury, you know, the defensive scheme that they're running. They're starting to get to the quarterback. They're starting to insert themselves. They're playing at a much higher level than we've seen in years past. The problem For years past, they can never get teams off third down, get them off the field late. They're still having breakdowns here and there, but they're a young unit. They're flying to the football, and that's something that I think people should watch for if you're an Eagles fan tomorrow, because this defense, they haven't had that textbook game where we're getting at a quarterback we're getting a couple pick sixes we're turning the ball over but we're seeing it you know quarter by quarter here and there they're yeah, seeing it
4: it's that's the strength of their team now that they've lost saquon barkley who would be the obvious strength if he was healthy but i i, I don't think you can look at that offense and i mentioned to you off the air didn't hang your hat on anything so that's the inconsistent part and understandably, when you lose your best playmaker a little bit, there's got to be a, a little bit of shifting. There's got to be a, a little bit of changing. Defensively, though, I, I don't want to say i – they're certainly going in the right direction. I, I think they're 15th overall in the NFL, so it's middle of the road. Yep. But I'll tell you what, you know, everybody on the Eagles was talking about that defensive line. People don't realize you're talking about two first-round picks, a second-round pick. Yep. There's a lot of raw talent up front. You mentioned Blake Martinez. He's been a top-ten linebacker in this league this season. He's
3: going to have close to 200 tackles when it's all set in the Yeah,
4: unbelievable against the run. He's, he's been, you know, the knock on him in Green Bay was in coverage, but he's doing a better job there. James Bradbury's been a top-ten corner in this league. He got Carson Wentz a couple of weeks ago. He's just playing really well. Uh, you mentioned Logan Ryan. Everybody knows him from the Patriots. Uh, go back to Rutgers. I mean, that's a good play good football player Jabiro peppers. peppers didn't
3: even mention Peppers yep
4: yeah I, I mean they have good players on the defensive side of the football the one thing they don't have and I think the last linchpin to it is edge rushers Yep, they don't and and, and to get a consistent edge rush with those three big guys up front in that three four that's when they'll turn the corner but they're they're getting there That's a good group. Now it's going to be
3: very interesting. It'll be a chess match. I'm curious because I know we have so much to get into on this Saturday. And, look, I know this is what we do. We'll get into the game. But I I want to start. I want to get your thoughts. The Eagles coming off a bye. And you would think for some reason this week, because this is what happens in Philadelphia with the media and sports talk radio and social media. You had a couple circumstances, some goofy situations this week with – questions being fired off at Carson Wentz and Doug, all because of uh, of Brett Favre, who finds himself once again. And uh, I'm not going to say you and I differ on this, but at the end of the day, to me, I don't really care. Brett Favre has an opinion. I don't get up in arms about it. And quite frankly, you know, you're with the team on a daily basis. A question was fired off to Carson Wentz, asking him what he thought of uh, Brett Farr's comments, and I know that that young reporter was getting uh, raked across the coals as well. Doug's, you know, kind of pushed back with some of these comments. So p- p- put it, p- bring it to us from your standpoint, being around this team, put it in context. I mean, is this overblown? Is this much to do about nothing? Well, I,
4: I think there's two parts to it, Rich. I think Brett Farr's comments were dumb. I, I mean, who cares? I- I- I've been saying uh, from the beginning At least inside the building, inside the Novocaine complex, there was no debate between Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. There was none. The debate was all outside. The debate was sports talk radio. The debate was fans. And believe me, people blame it on the media. The last thing we want to talk about is Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. If you want to talk about anything, all right, start talking about Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. Nick Foles is irrelevant to this discussion. Agree. So the comments are, are ridiculous. However, if you know Doug Peterson, I know a lot of people don't, but even if you do something as as simple as reading his autobiography, you will find out how important Brett Favre is to him, not only in his personal life, but in his coaching life and in his football philosophy. He means a lot to Doug Peterson. So when he says something about the Eagles, it means more than everybody else. Ron Jaworski chimed in this week. Brian Billick chimed in. Lewis Riddick chimed in. Danny Cannell chimed in. Who cares? We don't ask questions about that. The context of why it was asked because of the relationship between Doug Peterson and Brett Favre. All of us know that relationship. A lot of people know that relationship. A lot of people understand it. That's why the questions had to be asked. We expected Doug to go, yeah, Brett can have his own comments as he did, and then say, "But Carson is my guy." He didn't do that on opportunity one. He didn't do that on opportunity two. He did it on number three. That's what. And, and Rob Maddie asked the question. And he's a good friend of mine from the Associated Press. He, he was trying to lead Doug to water. It's like, look, dude, people are going to take this out out of context. We were trying to put him in context. And people blame the media. It,
3: it, listen, I, I'm glad we're talking about it, and I'm glad I posed a question to you because it makes a lot more sense than just basically trying to transcribe it or just gloss over it. And I'm just wondering. You mentioned that relationship. You know how how the depths of it. Who knows what Doug's thinking when a, a guy like Far makes those comments? You just you wonder. If in my, well, and that's if the second mine, part, Rich, yeah.
4: because you can say, "Look, is Brett getting this from Doug?" Because what, what was what lost? Was, what exactly, was lost? Yes, exactly. What was lost in those comments was Brett also said, "Doug's a hell of a coach." It's not Doug's fault, right? So, right. so <laughs> that's that's what's lost, and that's what people don't understand is the relationship between Brett Favre and Doug Peterson. And by the way, just as Brett said, it wasn't Doug's fault. Doug was trying to protect Brett Favre. That's how close they are, even though those comments were yeah. pretty silly.
3: Interesting. Very interesting. And, you know, again, people forget, you know, they they go back. And who was Brett Favre's backup? Yes, exactly. In, in, in Green Bay. So interesting stuff. All right, what do we got on the uh, docket on this Saturday morning? Uh,
4: Eagles-Giants part due, so to speak. It seems like we are just talking about this game. But uh, a lot of moving parts not the same and we're going to have our old buddy, the man with the two first names, Martin Frank from the, <laughs> from the Wilmington News Journal, is going to be stopping by after the break uh, to help us talk about this game. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Stick with us.
5: Sports Better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap where America buys and sells
6: sports bets. Malamut & Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut & Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut & Associates, South Jersey.
2: Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe
1: Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County, because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know
5: that you're home. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf where style meets performance. You know the feeling. Most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now, BostonScottGolf.com, use the code Harry, and save 20%. Sports are back, baby, and it's time to get those jerseys, those youth jerseys, those youth trophies, logos, everything you need to get that sports league up and running. So who do you call? There's only one place to call. It's Keystone Recognition. Over 40 years of servicing Philadelphia, Bucks, Montgomery, Chester, and South Jersey counties. Promotional items, logo clothing retirement plaques. They do it all, and they do it safely. Think of Keystone Recognition for your PPE needs. That's mass hand sanitizers, and more. Keystone Recognition provides non-contact pickup and delivery. So give Jeremy and Johnny a call, 215-464-9900, or check them out online at keystonerecognition.com. Put some fire into your dinner plans this week and try one of the traditional and or gourmet pizzas at Boca Coal-Fired Bistro in Margate. You'll be so glad you did. And for sports fans on game day, enjoy Boca's football menu that includes the one and only football fries. Find your way to Boca in Margate where good people meet new friends. Boca Fired Bistro in Margate. The official game day destination of The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Heard weeknights at 10 on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio.
1: Live from the Prop Swap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. This is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, john McMullen,
4: welcome back to the program extending the play am 1490 sports betting radio a beautiful saturday morning in south jersey by the shore a little bit chilly kind of feels like football weather uh rich q and we're gonna uh start to to ship gears and uh put the bye week in the rearview mirror and and we got a big nfc east game second time in three weeks home-and-home home series this time at MetLife Stadium. Eagles-Giants to talk about it. We bring in my buddy uh, Martin Frank from the Wilmington News Journal. Uh, welcome back to the program, Martin.
0: Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Always always a pleasure to be back.
4: Yeah, it seems like we were just talking about the Giants, so I think we all have it in the back of their mind. I, I think we have to look uh, at the first game. Uh, and, and, you know, Doug Peterson kind of admitted back on Wednesday, Eagles kind of dodged yeah. a bullet. He he said they had us beat. It was 21-10 with about six minutes left. You had the big Ingram drop with, with a little bit over two minutes left. And the rest is history. You have maybe the play of the first half for the Eagles, all the struggles offensively of Carson Wentz. That might have been his best throw of the first half of the season, kind of a third read uh, on Boston, Scott, on a wheel route, just a perfect throw, perfect catch. Um, How did you look at that first game, and and how do you think the Eagles are different moving into this game three weeks later?
0: Well, the the first game was, was interesting because, I mean, obviously both teams were playing on a short week and everything, but, I mean, the Eagles were probably at their lowest point as far as, um, injuries were concerned. I mean, you know, you look who they had. I went back and looked who they had on the offensive line. Uh, Jordan Melotta was at left tackle, and he admitted afterwards that Giants game was his by far his worst game. Uh, his legs were pretty much shot after starting four games in a row and then having to come back, or three games in a row, and then having to come back on four days, you know, to play again. With, you know, he was a guy who really never played before. Um, this season. So you had him. Uh, I believe Sua Opetta was making his NFL, or first NFL start at left guard that game. So, you know, they were the left tackle, and left guards. You had Kelsey, obviously. And, you know, Nate Herbig was back at right guard. He'd spent the previous, like, three games at left guard. Um, Lane Johnson was playing, but he was kind of in and out of the game, and he left for good in the fourth quarter, you know, when his uh, with a knee injury. So, I mean, you know, Carson Wentz was pretty much under siege the whole game. Miles Sanders wasn't playing. You didn't have either Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard in the game. Um, yes, Travis Fulgham was there, but, like, you know, Jalen Rager wasn't back yet. Deshaun Jackson was out of the lineup. Um, you know, so the top two guys were Fulgham and John Hightower and uh Greg Ward, you know, also, obviously. Um, so... Basically, they they didn't have much left, you know? Um, so you could kind of see why it would be kind of a slog for them. And then finally, like late in the game, like you mentioned, they were down 21-10, to 10 and, you know, Carson Wentz uh, just put it all together. I mean, you mentioned the pass to Boston Scott, but there was also that 59-yard pass to Hightower, which set up that first touchdown, which, I mean, you know, if you don't have that, you're pretty much done. Um, so – It it was an interesting game, and and this game should be much different. I mean, like, the Eagles will have pretty much as – they'll be as healthy as they have been all season. I mean, even going back to the first game, they didn't have a bunch of starters and stuff. So, you know, you have Lane Johnson back. You have Miles Sanders back. Jalen Rager's already been back. Goddard's back. Um, All Sean. You know, so it's (laughs) – What's that, that Alshon? Right, yeah. right. The, the long-awaited debut of Alshon Jeffrey. Um, so, you know, it should be a much different game. I, I don't see it being as—I don't see it being the slog that it was in, in the first game. I think the Eagles are much healthier than the Giants, and and they're a better team overall anyway. So, you know, I think they should. I, I don't want to say it'll be easy, but I think they should have a relatively uh much easier game than they did the first time they played the Giants.
4: Yeah. So Martin, let's talk about these guys coming back and how many bodies you mentioned the key players, uh, uh, Miles Sanders, obviously offensively a big get back, uh, for that running game. Uh, even though Boston Scott has been a giant killer, uh, at least yeah. in a short career when he has played, uh, all Sean, I-, I think will be slowly into the mix. We got to talk to Lane yesterday. That ankle is still problematic. He said he had to have it drained again. Uh, we'll yep. know this afternoon if Isaac Sayamalo is back, but Doug kind of said he was limited this week, and uh, this is the first de- uh, first week of the 21-day practice window, and he's been out since week two. Uh, and then Dallas Goddard, as you mentioned, Jalen Rager, they sort of got to knock a little bit of the rust off uh, against the Dallas Cowboys before the bye but when you have all these moving parts even though these are more talented players no question than than who have been playing uh, how much do you play into that rust factor could that affect this offense and and by the way the chemistry with Carson Wentz because we've talked about Carson Wentz a lot not having chemistry with the guys into the lineup, well, now they're leaving and the other guys are coming back. There might be chemistry issues as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's uh, it's been like that all year. I mean, basically, you know, you didn't have the spring practices. Uh, training camp was delayed for a couple weeks, and the injuries were starting right away then. I mean, if you remember, Miles Sanders, I think, was hurt on the second day of camp, and he didn't practice again until the week leading in you know, the week leading into the first game. Uh, Rager got hurt like the end of August, and he missed two weeks. Um, so he didn't even, you know, he missed that two-week ramp up to the start of the season. So, yeah, it's been pretty much like that all season. Now You mentioned all that, but they have had, um, Miles Sanders has played in five games, so he's not totally out of shape, and he's not totally out of sync with Carson Wentz. Uh, Rager and, and Goddard, like you mentioned, returned last week, and you saw some rust there, obviously, but they've also had now a full week of practice and stuff, so that shouldn't be as much of an issue. The only one really with the issue would be Alshon Jeffrey, who hasn't played pretty much in a full calendar year, but as you mentioned, and, and I totally agree, I mean, I, I don't anticipate seeing a whole lot of Alshon Jeffrey in this game. I mean, you know, I could see him maybe him and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside maybe each getting a handful of snaps, you know, maybe 10 at the most. Um, it, it's going to be mostly Fulgham, Rager, and Ward with some high tower mixed in, and then you might see the other two guys, Alshon and, and J.J. So I don't think it'll be that much of an issue. I, I think the fact that um, Rager and Goddard have already got a game under their belt and stuff after a long layoff, that, that'll definitely help, you know, plus, you know the extra week off, you know, for the buy and everything. So I don't think it'll be that much of an issue. I think it'll be all right. Um, you mentioned Isaac Sayamalu, um possibly coming back. I mean, there might be some rust involved there, but I mean, if he's playing, if he's deemed healthy enough to play, he's obviously better than what they have, so they would play him. You know, it's just a question of how much can he can he handle um, and you know, how how his practice week went, which I guess we'll find out later this afternoon.
4: All right, Martin, we're talking with Martin Frank uh, from the Wilmington News Journal. You can read him online at DelawareOnline.com. Follow him on Twitter, M. Frank, at M. Frank NFL. Uh, and, Martin, I guess we got to get into Carson Wentz in the bye week. It seems like everybody was chiming in, and obviously Brett Favre got most of the play because of his relationship with Doug Peterson. but I saw comments from Brian Billick, Danny Cannell, Ron Jaworski, uh, and then Mike Sando, who uh, is my buddy who used to work at ESPN now works at The Athletic, he does those tier quarterback rankings every year where he interviews uh, GMs around the league, personnel people, they did not have kind things to say uh, about Carson Wentz and his decision-making. And I think while Favre made the splash, those were the more important comments because those are from people in the industry right now making decisions, as I said, GMs, personnel, people. 16 turnovers. I know you can't boil it down to one issue, but if I had to say what is the biggest issue... Why is this guy turning over the football so much? What would you default to?
0: Ooh. um, Yeah, I mean, there are so many things going on. I mean, I think he's trying to do too much. Um, That would be the one issue. Um, You know, the offensive line, like we have mentioned before many times, uh, has all been banged up. So he doesn't have as much time to throw. And there are times where he should get rid of the ball, but doesn't because he tries to make a play and therefore, you know, throws a pass that he shouldn't. Uh, there are other times where he holds the ball too long and, and you know, needs to just, you know, he needs to get rid of it. And, you know, he made, he's made a bunch of poor decisions and everything like that. So, you know, it's, it's actually a combination of a lot of things. I mean, he he, he hasn't had his top three receivers for much of the season. Um, there's all that, all that stuff factors into it. I mean, it, it'd be easy to kind of like, you know, boil it down to one thing, but I think there are so many moving pieces, so many moving parts involved that, yeah, it all ends up reflecting on the quarterback and everything, but it's not all of him. I mean, it's just like so many different things, but yeah, the one factor, the one main thing is he's just, he's just making bad decisions. And it's it's uncharacteristic of him because, you know, the, the three years previous, he threw seven interceptions in each season and already he's at 12. His career high was 14, you know, back in his rookie season, and he played all 16 games. So, you know, he's already way ahead of that case too. I mean, he's He's almost like in Jameis Winston territory from last year when he threw 30 interceptions. I mean, not nearly that bad, but you know.
4: No, I hear probably what you're saying. For I, at least I, you know, I almost expect uh, the fumbles at this point because they've been consistent yeah. throughout his career. But the interceptions, to me, are much more problematic. Uh, but we're going to keep you here over the break, Martin, and we're going to shift uh, to the New York Giants and see what that team is is doing since they lost to the Eagles uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, AM 1490, Sports Betting Radio. Stay tuned. More extending the play after the break.
5: sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet. And that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to propswap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap where america buys and sells sports bets delval insurance wants to save you 40 percent on your car insurance right now and they will do it today here's managing partner jim
4: Muhlbrunner. a lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying
5: there's no charge for the complimentary insurance review you will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate not a broker Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215 354 That's 215 354
4: I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee.
5: Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. If you're an owner, general manager, or sales manager of an auto dealership in the Delaware Valley, get in touch with Jacob Media right now and ask for this exclusive opportunity to saturate the market. If you're looking for showroom ops, buyers, and used car buyers who will travel to your dealership and do business, get in touch and understand why our Automotive Minute and our pre-owned showcase will drive eyeballs and phone calls. You will do business. Jacob Media Partners will turn on the power of radio and drop your dealership right in front of you of the car buyers contact joe kraus at jacob media partners 267-261-3428 the power of the automotive minute produced by jacob media partners will bring you buyers contact me joe kraus at 267-261-3428 267-261-3428 and turn on the power of radio ups calls and buyers guaranteed to sell every car we feature in the automotive minute i'm joe kraus i'll see you on the road
6: Malamut & Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards. Yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut & Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut & Associates, South Jersey. Jersey's best.
7: What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services.
1: Live from the PropSwap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by PropSwap. PropSwap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen.
4: Welcome back to the program, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Johnny Mack, alongside Rich Q, and we got our buddy Martin Frank, the man with the two first names, Wilmington News Journal. (laughs) Follow him on Twitter.
0: Actually, three if you include my middle name. What What
4: is your middle name? Neil. Neil. Oh, we got. Okay, we got three. That's amazing. Have you ever three first
0: names and three last names?
4: You You can You can go the pretentious route and go M N Frank by M N Frank. Have you ever thought about that?
0: Uh, no, actually, I I haven't. But (laughs) I've thought about. That would be different
4: i thought about going JF McMullen because that's my Twitter handle, and there are so many John McMullins in the world, you can't. So I've thought about going yeah. a pretentious route, but I, 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 have, I have kind of staved off that to this point. Um, <laughs> okay, Martin Neal Frank. So now we've learned something new, but nobody covers the Eagles as well as Martin, so follow him, as I mentioned, on Twitter at NFL. You can read them online at DelawareOnline.com. And, and Martin, we talked about the Eagles. Never enough time, but I do want to shift (laughs) to the Giants because, you know, you look at the record and and you see two and seven, and I think people kind of dismiss this team. And especially defensively, I think they're better than people think they are. And it starts Mm -hmm. with that uh, defensive line up front, which has a lot of talent. But also Dave Gettleman has a, done a good job in free agency, and that surprises some people. With Blake Martinez, James Bradbury, who played like top ten players at their position, Logan Ryan, you add in Jabril Pe- Peppers. That's that's a pretty good defense if they ever get some edge rushers.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it like you said, it's very underrated. Um, you look at the back end especially, you mentioned Bradbury, uh, Logan Ryan has been great. Jabril Peppers has been great. I mean, these are all guys, like you said, that um Gentleman either signed as free agents or, or went out and, and traded for. I you know, Peppers obviously came in the Odell Beckham Junior trade, which everyone was ripping him for, and maybe rightly so, but I mean he did get a good player out of it and Peppers. Um I mean those those guys like they won the game against Washington uh last week i mean they intercepted alex smith twice um the giants the thing about the giants is kind of crazy like you mentioned their record they're 2 and 7 but like in their last 3 games they had 11 point at least 11 point leads in all 3 of them and they only ended up winning the last one against washington and in that game they were up 20 to 3 and they held on to win by a field goal so so i mean you can tell that they're getting better um they're they're a building team and stuff they're just not quite good enough yet to get over the hump um and you know that's obviously one of those things that that young teams with a uh, new head coach you know they struggle with the first season is you know getting over the hump but once they do then you can see like a lot of these games that they're losing they're going to end up winning uh, later on and maybe next year maybe the year after they're challenging for a division title. I mean, I guess technically they are this year, too, in the week NFC East. But, um, you know, this is kind of like a make-or-break game for them in that case. You know, if they can't... If they can beat the Eagles, then both of those teams will have three wins, and the Eagles are currently in first place. Um, But if the Giants lose, they're pretty much done.
4: Yeah, you bring that up. Rich and I were talking about that early in the program. I I think... uh, Rookie head coach, Joe Judge, who's a Philly guy. Are we allowed to say Philly or is it New Philadelphia now? Chris Heck of the
0: season. <laughs> yeah, you got to say New Philadelphia, yeah, New right? New Philadelphia.
4: Uh, so he's a New Philadelphia guy. Uh, and sure. I, obviously Daniel Jones is a, a second-year quarterback. So I agree with you. They're going through those growing pains of how to win uh, late in games. but. If you look at it, Martin, one-point loss to the Eagles, two-point loss to the Buccaneers, three-point win against Washington, and then their last five losses uh, by a total of 10 points. So they are in football games pretty consistently with an opportunity to win them. Now, to me, I look at the offensive side of the ball, and that's the problem because without Saquon Barkley – I, what do they hang their hat on offensively?
0: <laughs> Daniel Jones, eighty-yard runs. <laughs> uh-huh. um, they actually no, I mean, they actually have um, a good group of wide receivers. I mean, Darius Slayton's one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, Sterling Shepard's back. Um, Golden Tate's kind of been a, a problem and stuff, but like you know, Austin Mack is kind of starting to establish himself. I mean. There's a there's a good young solid nucleus there that if they ever stay healthy and if their offensive line can improve, they actually have making some pretty good offense. And and one other thing about New Philadelphia guy Joe Judge that I like is, you know he you know, Golden Peak kind of like started mouthing off uh, a couple weeks ago him and actually and his wife and and you know Joe Judge sat him down and said. You know, stay home. Don't go to the game against Washington, and change your attitude because you know you get a guy like that who's unhappy with his touches or whatever, and that could kind of like seep through the whole team. That could like negatively influence uh, young players. And and Joe Judge a up to it right away, and and you saw from Tate's comments this week that you know he was he seemed pretty humble, apologetic, and everything. And I think he took it the right way, and and, and I. I applaud Joe Judge for, you know, taking a stand and and not letting that kind of attitude seep into the rest of his team and putting a stop to it right away. I think that's that's really been a huge thing for the Giants this year. They all respect Joe Judge, and and they all believe in him. And and I think that was evident with what you saw go on with with, uh, Golden Tate these past few weeks.
4: Yeah, I, very astute point, Martin. I, I go back to 2016 uh, when Doug Peterson Uh-oh. first got here, uh, and, you know, you still had the Mike Lombardi comments and, and everybody latched onto those, and people were talking about whether Doug would be out after a, a bad first year if he had another bad year in 2017. And I pointed to his leadership ability, and everybody seemed to gravitate towards him. One of the things about the Giants, uh, since they moved on from Tom Coughlin, Jerry Reese, they were always a well-regarded franchise. They've stacked bad decisions since then with Ben McAdoo and and then Pat Shermer, who I think is a good coordinator but a bad head coach. Uh, I think they got it right this time. I don't care two and seven. I think leadership is more important than X's and O's in that position. Head coach is a big job. Players have to want to play for you. Players have to respect you. I see that from Joe Judge. I really do.
0: Yeah, and I think you made a great point, like uh, going back to Doug Peterson's rookie year in in 2016. I mean, you know, I think they got off to like a 3-0 start that year. And then they went to this huge tailspin where they lost like nine out of 11 games. And there was one game against Cincinnati where it seemed like some of the players had pretty much given up. And, and, you know, Peterson put a stop to that. I mean, you know, he benched uh, benched Nelson Aguilar for a game. Um, You know, he kept believing in his guys. He went for fourth downs. He didn't make them. I mean, that was kind of like, you know, he was doing the same thing. He got all this credit in 2017 for, you know, being daring Doug or whatever, but he was doing the same thing in 2016. He just didn't have the players to execute it, but he showed that he believed in them, and I think that carried over to the next season. I think you're seeing the same thing with, with Joe Judge, you know, showing that he believes in his guys. I mean, they might not always win, but you can see he's, like, you know, laying the seeds, I guess, for future success.
4: Uh, Martin Frank is with us on Extending the Play AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio here in South Jersey. You can find Martin's work at DelawareOnline.com. Follow him on Twitter at MFrankNFL. You know, I did think you you joked about Daniel Jones' 80-yard run, but, you know, I think it was Cravon LeBlanc and, and Will Parks yesterday, Martin. They both knew exactly the number. Daniel Jones got up to, which was like 22 miles per hour, whatever it was. That's pretty impressive. When your peers are, are noticing that and they're saying, whoa, this guy can really run. That's like Lamar Jackson level uh, when you get it's up doctor. to 22 miles. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that opened a lot of people's eyes. It certainly opened uh, the Eagles' eyes on how athletic uh, that second-year quarterback is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I saw a stat where, like, his Jones's speed, I think it was like 21.2 something, was the fastest by a quarterback in two years. Like, you know, I mean, maybe Lamar Jackson hasn't had, had the time to get up to, like, that full acceleration speed because I don't think he's had an 80 yard run or anything like that. But, yeah, it's impressive. I mean, you know, we were talking, like you said, we were talking to, uh, a bunch of guys this week and they are all like, yeah, I was surprised by, you know, how fast he was. I think it was Malik Jackson who said, yeah, I was shocked by his speed. I'm just glad he fell down. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think they'll be more ready for that this week. I mean, it was kind of funny when Jim Schwartz was asked about Jones again this week. He said, yeah, I just hope their quarterback doesn't pull off a 90-yard run against us. <laughs> um, but, like, Speaking about Daniel Jones overall, though, I think the Giants have a pretty big decision to make because, you know, is he going to be their quarterback of the future? Because you see some troubling signs. Yes, he's a good athlete and everything, and, you know, he hasn't had a good offensive line. I mean, it's some of the stuff you're, we're talking about with Carson Wentz, I mean, he turns the ball over a lot as well. And, you know, if you're building a franchise, you know, the Giants are obviously not are going to be picking – in the top ten, I mean, do they have a shot at a guy like Trevor Lawrence or, or Justin Fields or someone like that if, if you know, they decide that they have a chance to get one of those guys? You know, do they do that? Or do they stick with Jones and hope he develops into, you know, an upper echelon type of quarterback? All right,
4: Martin, before we get you out of here, and again, uh, read Martin's work at com. Want to get you on record. It's been almost... 1,500 days since the New York Giants have beaten the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Can they do it Sunday at MetLife Stadium with no fans uh, in North Jersey?
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't see that happening. I know, you know, it's some, the Eagles have what, won eight straight against them. I know at some point that's got to run out, but I don't see this being the game. I predict the Eagles will win um, – 2916. I'll go back to what I said earlier. Um, I just think the Eagles are getting healthy, close as close to full strength as they're probably going to be, as they have been all season. And uh, I just think they have too much for the Giants. I, I know the Giants will play hard and everything like that, but I just don't see the Giants challenging them as much as they did, obviously, in the first game.
4: All right. Optimism. I like it. Thanks, uh, Martin for joining the program as always. I really appreciate it. And are you going to North Jersey? Am I going to
0: see you up there? Uh, you will. I'll be there. I'm, uh, all right. I'm having a Sunday morning and, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting.
4: Probably going to make you be our cameraman for sports illustrated, but who knows? We'll see how that shakes out. But, uh, thanks. Absolutely. Thanks for joining the program. Uh, After the break here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, Johnny Mack Rich Q will take you to Eagles Intel next.
5: Smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where
6: America buys and sells sports Malamut & Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm. Specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards. Yet his approach to law is rather simple. To serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com. And let the power of Malamut & Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut & Associates.
2: Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now.
8: My name is Frank Halber and I serve as president of Ask Me Local 1637. Every day, countless lives are devastated in our country at the hands of the opioid epidemic. Whether sparked by a pain-related work injury or other issues, many of those afflicted are family members, friends, and co-workers. It may even be you in desperate need of help. No one is immune to the effects of this terrible epidemic. If you or someone you know or love is suffering from addiction to opioids or other substances, don't wait another day to reach out to someone and seek help. I have personally felt the pain that this epidemic inflicts, and I beg of you to tell a friend, a family member, or a professional now and get the support you need like your life depends on it, because it does. Remember, it's not where you start the race that counts. It's that you finish that matters the most. My name is Frank Halber of Me Local 1637, I'm a labor leader and organized labor cares.
1: Live from the PropSwap Studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, this is Extending the Play with John McMullen. Presented by PropSwap. Prop swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, your host, John McMullen.
4: Welcome back to the program, the home stretch on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, extending the play, and that means Eagles Intel, uh, with yours truly, Rich Q, here in the Prop Swap Studios. And, uh, you know, interesting week uh, for the Eagles uh, being in the so-called intensive protocol of the NFL. As we know, Unfortunately, Rich, uh, this virus is exploding across the country uh, as we speak. Uh, People are talking about lockdowns here in in New Jersey and locally. Uh, Again, we hope that is not the case, but we'll see how things shake out. Um, uh, The NFL has been no different. I mean, there's about half the league in these so-called intensive protocols that Uh, Dr. Alan Sills has developed. He's the NFL's chief medical officer as this league tries to get to the finish line and play every single game along the way. Uh, It's worked out so far, Uh, but as I said, the Eagles got hit with it. Marcus Epps uh, tested positive a couple weeks ago, Uh, and this week it came out that a staff member tested positive, and that's what kind of Spawn this intensive protocol. Turns out it's Jeremiah Washburn, who has an interesting dual job title. He's part of the personnel department. He's also sort of an assistant uh, defensive line coach, uh, and he helps Matt Burke with that group. So he's not going to travel to the Giants game. I got to tell you, though, to a man, the Eagles said it wasn't that big of a deal. It, It basically came down to They would have virtual meetings in the morning. They would come in to practice, on-field practice, then leave again and have virtual meetings again. And Doug Peterson – and by the way, people took it as a joke. He wasn't being tongue-in-cheek. We asked him yesterday what was the most difficult part of this intensive protocol week, and he said the traffic uh, around Philadelphia. And what he meant was uh, typically when you come into an NFL facility – You're getting there at 7 in the morning. You're there all day. You're not dealing with traffic. Guys had to come in during rush hour, 9 o'clock, 10. They had to get out, get in. And that was his biggest worry, getting people into the facility. Um, The other stuff, this team is used to it now. And I think every team in the NFL is used to it. And by the way, I'm a little surprised by that. Guys are just okay.
3: I I think after a while, you're right, it's second nature. I I was always – I found it fascinating, too, prior to season, and I talked about it a little bit last week on my show, why you know, some of these teams, they haven't really missed a beat. And they have veteran quarterbacks and veteran head coaches. And even some of these teams with young quarterbacks and first- or second-year head coaches have done relatively well. If you look what's going on, even in Miami, uh, albeit Fitz was part of that, but you look at what's going on in Arizona and whatnot. And then with the Eagles sitting there with their record, Every team had to deal with a lot of the restrictions. So I, I think it's an interesting dynamic. But to your point, Johnny Mac, you're right. I mean, I think at this point, it's, it's like wearing the mask every day, right? You, yeah. You, you just become a it's, – it's part of you now. You just kind of go with the flow, and, and you're accustomed to it. I
4: still forget sometimes. I got to go back to the car all the time. I go, oh, I'm 10 steps away. i got to go get you my mask. You wear the
3: mask while you're driving by yourself? No, I'm No, never.
4: That's the point. <laughs> so sometimes I'm going to the grocery store, and I, I, I right. take those 10 steps, and I'm like, oh, i got to go right, back. Right, right.
3: It's like forgetting your wallet.
4: <clears throat> so while I do, I criticize those people that wear masks. Maybe they do it for that reason. Possibly. Because I always, I always forget. I don't Possibly. know about everybody else. So that makes more sense to me. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, because if they're just wearing it, to protect themselves in the car, uh, they got some issues. To each but, his own, Johnny yeah, Mac. To each their own. <laughs> I'll get in trouble if I if I offer any kind of opinion that differs from anyone else's, uh, which seems to <laughs> which seems to be the case on a daily <laughs> oh, basis. Oh
3: man, you're just a little riled. Up. And, uh, and by the way, the Chris Heck thing. I mean, come on. Just, I mean, it's just seriously. Guys, just I mean, just Lazy unbelievable. Stuff. I. Just you cool. know, my
4: favorite part of the Chris Heck, We'll get into that because I just enjoyed him so much. Was blue collar hockey stuff. I love that because Flyer fans they get upset. I I, I look, I don't agree with his comments whatever, but I, I think people get too worked up about that stuff. Well, you're
3: also talking about a very loyal fan base oh, that yeah. let's be honest is still living uh, in
4: 1975.
3: Exactly. Yeah, you can know, some game winner against Buffalo. Yeah. Exactly.
4: Uh <laughs> hey, we were two-time Stanley Cup champions in the mid 70s. In a blue-collar uh, hockey town,
3: my goodness,
4: in lazy Philly. Oh, now I'm really going to get in trouble. No, but I I want to thank Chris Hack personally for taking some of the heat off my buddy EJ Smith and me for defending EJ Smith on Twitter, uh, because he was the guy who asked Carson Wentz the question about Brett Favre, uh, and, and we'll we'll rein it back in to talk about uh those uh intensive protocols and i wanted to talk about those rookie quarterbacks before we get out of here you know joe burrows played well justin herbert i think has been great i i really do and we'll see too i i think it, we haven't seen enough of him yet but you know if these rookies continue to play well rich why do we need all this work in the offseason you don't. Know-
3: you know, and I'll tell you this: when Trevor Lawrence gets drafted, whether it's the Jets or whomever, that kid's starting from day one. They're just listen, oh, that it, kid,
4: that kid's unbelievable.
3: You're, you're throwing these guys in, and it's it's baptismal by fire, and it's sink or swim. And for some of these rookie quarterbacks, and what about the other year,
4: kid at Clemson, by the way?
3: Yeah, he might be more talented. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, listen, it's a different age now with these quarterbacks. You have to have athleticism. You got to roll out. You got to improvise. You got to extend the play. You got to have that arm. And uh, that's uh, the days of that drop back passer. (laughs) It's long, long gone. Yeah, it
4: it looks so antiquated. You can still have success, but everything around you has got to be hitting on all cylinders. You have to have a great offensive line. You have to have a great running game. Minnesota is a perfect example. When Dalvin Cook is running for 200 yards, they look like world beaters. Of course. Uh, But when things aren't going well Kirk Cousins looks terrible.
3: And you're, you can say that. You're right. You can say with 31 other teams, right? Yeah. Clean pocket, ground games going. Um, I, 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 tomorrow's a perfect example. You get a clean pocket for Carson Wentz. He's going to have some time to throw the ball. Conversely, Daniel Jones has a clean pocket. He's going to hit some of these weapons. I'll tell you this real quick. Mac played well in place of Tate, and I'm going to give you one little X factor tomorrow. Wayne Gallman has been running hard. So is Alfred Morris. Yeah, they're not going to Devontae Freeman on Go- IR. Yeah, by the Gallman way. is due to break one. I'm telling you, he's this close. Now maybe it's the bias in me, but I'm telling you, that's watch those two running the ball. Um,
4: I Eagles have it- been hurt by misdirection, so yeah. it's typically not the running back. It might yeah. be a jet sweep from Darius Slayton or something like that. But uh, I got the Eagles. Hey, this is 2020, Rich. I got the Eagles winning 22-21 again. Uh, you know what? The Giants keep I, everything close.
3: I'm going to say it's going to be an ugly game. Uh, I, I, the Giants are due. 20 20-24, they lost. They're due. They are they're, due. They, 1,470 they, they are days. So tomorrow, they're due. They get to win. I'm going to say it's 24-21 late field goal.
4: All right. Listen to Rich Q on Back Your Play Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 4-6. to 6. I'll be back Monday night with Ryan. Your football fix. Uh, every weeknight here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, the props, Swap studios. Until then, keep extending that play. On AM
1: 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Today's program was sponsored by the Malamette Law Office and REMAX Real Estate, as well as Bet Rivers Party Poker and Dunkin' Donuts.
2: You're hearing AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen online at 1490sportsbettingradio.com.